Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Guys are out. We are in. I'm Jen Latta. He's Bart Scott. We've been talking about Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, is back in Green Bay, despite the Green Bays of our lives saga that took place <laughs> this summer. You like that, huh? As the curve continues. Do, 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 do. If, in fact, this is Aaron Rodgers' last season in Green Bay, man, there are an awful lot of teams that would pay a king's ransom to get a guy like Aaron Rodgers under center, obviously a first ballot future Hall of Famer. But what's the team that you think, Bart, he should go to if, in fact, he cannot make it work in Green Bay beyond this season? Well, the most intriguing, it's a couple of teams that are, really intriguing to me, but I think a dark horse where like it would be like a great transition with all that they have and what they're building there. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers would be crazy, right? What? I think the Pittsburgh Steelers with those young talent. Now, now you, it may cost you one of those good players, right? It may cost you a, a Bush, you know, one of your young, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. It may cost you one of your outstanding players and two first-round draft picks in the future. But if you got Aaron Rodgers with those type of skill sets, you think about Claypool, you think about Johnson, you think about Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, Najee Harris. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's ready to build. And you talk about one of the most consistent organizations. I don't think Mike Tomlin has ever had a losing season. Correct. But it's a couple other places where I can see. But I'm talking about a team where he goes there, and they're that year probably the Super Bowl favorite. Okay, but Mike Tomlin is an accountability guy. Like, one of the things that I love about Mike Tomlin is that he always uh, admits when it's when he's done yeah. something that he could have done better, and he expects the same from his guys. Rodgers doesn't have a reputation of that. Like, that's one of the things Come that on, he people deal get with, frustrated with. He with Big Ben. Like, Big Ben don't actually have a clean slate. Like, he's a guy to checkered pass, and, you know, he had to deal with a lot of stuff from Ben Roethlisberger, and talk about as the saga continues, he's dealt with with the with the saga with, yep. with it right with the three B's and all this stuff Antonio Brown so he, listen it's nothing that Mike Tomlin can't handle and I think it's such a level of mutual respect between Thompson Tomlin and um and Aaron Rodgers it'd be no problem I agree with you on that they are going year to year with Big Ben so you got to believe that if Aaron Rodgers were available it would solidify the arrangement with Ben Roethlisberger as temporary so I agree with you on that Broncos is a team we've heard a lot about obviously it may be a desired location by Aaron Rodgers it's an AFC team obviously we don't don't think the Packers would trade him within the conference. Look, you don't want to go through Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you're the Packers and you end up trading him, yeah. I can guarantee if he goes to an NFC team, you are going to see the very best year performance yeah. by a quarterback from Aaron Rodgers. If he has the opportunity to keep the Packers from making uh, a playoff run, being in the Super Bowl, he will do whatever it takes. Um, but you got to think that any team that was in on the Deshaun Watson campaign anybody that was in on that sweepstakes yeah. would certainly be in on the Rodgers sweepstakes as well so some of those teams are the Panthers right weren't they one of the teams that were in on Deshaun Watson before all of the allegations came out against him obviously you got to think that they would be in on the Aaron Rodgers yeah. market as well I happen to think that Sam Darnold is going to thrive under Matt Rule um, he just didn't have any playmakers in New York and you know that having covered no, no protection, having yeah. covered the team I mean do you think that they are, are committed to Sam Darnold going forward I mean, if Sam Darnold can have an outstanding year, they've already picked up his, his fifth-year option. So I think, you know, that's a cheaper way to build. I mean, if you go with Aaron Rodgers, they have a lot of young, talented players that they can really put into a package to, to, to present to Green Bay. But um, I think Sam Darnold is a cheaper, you know, more viable, you know, 
uh, approach for them as you, they want to try and keep their salary cap down. You want to try and build, continue to build a roster with young players. Through the draft, sure. Through the draft. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I look at teams that are desperate and understand that they have other stars on there that they're trying to win with before they have to pay them. So I look, that's why I look at a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also look at like the team at like the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints as well because you think that maybe Jameis, you know, I mean, after anybody that saw him go through the, through the uh, drill yesterday where everybody made it through and he got knocked out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got knocked out by the cushion. You know what I mean? It's just like the most Jameis thing that you can ever see. Like, I, you don't know. Like, it's, it's still up in the air whether he's going to be able to, to win. Aaron Rodgers and Taysom Hill teaming up again in that quarterback room. <laughs> Obviously, right. those two have history from uh, their time in Green Bay. What about the Washington football team? Um, they have been building their That's defense. Um, maybe they feel like they're a quarterback away from a deep playoff run. They lost in the wild card last yeah. year uh, you know, after a long drought of not being in the playoffs. Is that a team? I mean, you talk about respect. Yeah. People have a lot of respect for Ron Rivera and what he's doing there. I mean, that, that would be an ideal situation destination as well. You, they got young, skilled position players. Players Gibson, they think about McLaurin on the outside. You know, Samuels on the outside. You know, they have a good, solid offensive line. Their defense is going to give Aaron Rodgers or would give Aaron Rodgers a lot more opportunities and possessions to score points. Um, so Washington football team, something that maybe is being thrown out there as well. We talk about the Broncos. You know, we were talking about the Panthers a second ago, and I keep going back to I just can't see the Packers trading him within the conference. Uh, this is a guy who is motivated by slights, and if he ever had to face Green Bay or even had the potential to face Green Bay with a chance to knock them out of the playoffs, I think you would get the single greatest performance by a quarterback you have ever seen as a guy who would be motivated by that opportunity to knock Green Bay out. Okay, so yesterday Aaron Rodgers was asked about Jordan Love, right? Jordan Love, obviously, the guy who's kind of been forgotten in this whole saga between the front office and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron has been on the other side of this. In fact, Saturday night is the family night scrimmage up in Green Bay at Titletown. It's expected to be the first time that the Lambeau Bowl will be full since January of 2020. So 18 months Okay, that's a very long time for the people of Green Bay and the surrounding communities to not be cheering on their Green Bay Packers. And that is when, in 2008, Brett Favre came back. Remember, he had retired retired earlier in the year, and he came back. There were all these rumblings. We were tracking flights in Wisconsin. (laughs) uh, And when he landed, he went to uh, Lambeau Field, sat in a suite, and really made a whole spectacle of the evening. So Aaron Rodgers has been on the other side of this thing, and that's why this offseason he made sure to reach out to Jordan Love. I definitely hearkened back to that that summer at various times this year and thought about uh, putting myself in his shoes. What's he got to be feeling? Uh, what are his emotions? How is this for him? And then I just reached out. You know, I, I reached out a number of times, check on him, see how he's doing. Uh, he went through an off season or a, a season last year without, uh, you know, his sweetie. She was, uh, she was over in a different uh, continent, uh, you know, chasing her own dreams. So wanted to check on him, how he's doing personally. And, uh, you know, all the, all the, parts of the relationship, the friendship that are important. Um, and also just check in where he's at mentally. His sweetie? No. I, that was interesting. It's yeah, funny. Work, that work, stood yeah, out work, to yeah, me working as well. On it, working on his career. She, she, she went to Green Bay one time. It's like, oh, hell no. Nah. I see you in the offseason, buddy. <laughs> what do you want to see from Jordan Love? Because obviously that will be a big attraction as the preseason kicks off. Jordan Love will be under mm-hmm. center because we don't expect Rodgers to take a lot of first-team snaps out there during the preseason. What do you want to see from him? We didn't get to see him at all last year, so he's been a big mystery. Yeah, I want to see where he is from a football acumen standpoint. 
I want to see him, especially when they get into those, the second and third game where the defense is actually game plan for you. Like, you know, usually when, you know, the first game defense, you just go out there and, and the defense coordinator calls stuff. Then, you know, by the second or third week, they actually take you through a real week of preparation. They give you a game plan. You get a game plan. You get scouting reports. And you're, you're, you're expected to have a real game plan and try to execute against complex defenses. And I want to see, the, I want to see his football acumen. I want to see how much of this uh, LaFleur offense has he retained and can he make checks at the line of scrimmage. Is he going to be able to get his, his team into to, to the proper play, understanding where the safety's rotating down at, understanding where he has the one-on-one coverage, being able to be on the same page with his receivers when you talk about the quarterback and the receiver having to see the coverage the same way. If it's a zone, then he sits down. If it's man, he continues. I want to see all those things that you want to see from a young quarterback, but a quarterback that you have a lot of expectations for. As somebody who's been through training camp, how much emphasis should people put on, should fans put on when you hear numbers like oh a guy went five for 11 in, in you know during seven on seven should they care about that during training camp isn't it just like it's practice right zero i i i can i can care less about what people do because every day in practice and training camp has a different emphasis right it could be okay today you know the defense are going to be in um cover three and fire zone which is basically the blitzing version of cover three with one less man underneath so Today, we're going to work on our fire zone beaters, right? So every day has a different emphasis. And you as the fan or the media out there trying to chart plays have no idea what the emphasis was, what the install was. And they usually put you in the worst possible position to see if you can overcome being in the worst possible position. Yeah, it's like a stress test. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's a stress test every day that you're put in there. And then that's why when you have the green and white games or you have certain – you know, periods, you know, it's more pressure put on the offense than there's the defense. So you're like, oh, man, they can't pick anything up today, man. The defense dominated. Well, it could have been blitz pickup day, right? And, and the defense putting in all their big exotic blitzes, and you have to see it as an offense. Or it could be three wide day. You get caught out there, and you're in cover two, and you're in the worst possible defense that you can be in, and you have to find a way to figure it out, right? Because you got to think about practice is really about seeing what you can get away with and pushing your limits. And to do that, you're going to have failure. But you don't need anybody from the outside in charting, oh, he failed. You don't even know what the hell we're working on, bro. Right. We've been asking you all morning, what players are you most looking forward to watching this preseason? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keep getting us your calls all morning long. We've been talking about Jordan Love. I know a lot of people curious as to how he's going to look when he finally gets out there. Family night scrimmage on Saturday, maybe not the best opportunity, but certainly when they start taking on teams in the preseason, you're going to get to see just what Jordan Love has learned over the last year or so. All right, after a slow start, the favorites are now one win away. We'll get the latest on Team U. USA from Tokyo next that after Bart has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts specialize in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much your battery life has left? O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Their professional parts people will test your battery for free. If you if it does not need to be replaced, they'll help you just find one that can be the right fit for your car. Superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts store today or visit O'Reilly.com for more. Hey, it's Greeny, and the moves in the NBA free agency period continue to come fast and furious. Has anyone made themselves a serious championship contender? I'll answer that question and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. 
With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Oh, I can't wait. Please, Buster. Buster, please do a versus, man. I got to get Buster in there, man. That's a Cavassier. Do we got any Cavassier? Bar Scott has been talking problems. about verses in every single break we have had here on Keyshawn J. The locks, man, the locks destroyed Dipset, He's man. Bart Scott. I'm Jen Ladd. A great Disrespect. to be with you this morning. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best networks, Straight Talk Wireless, 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed. Speed may vary. Uh, while you were sleeping, Team USA won, moving on to a gold medal game. That's the basketball team that we're talking about. A statement win over Australia, punching its ticket to that gold medal game, which will be Friday night. They will take on the winner of France and Slovenia. Who do you want to see there? Luka Doncic, obviously, on Slovenia. He has been exceptional for that team. He's never lost in international competition. You want to see the rematch, or you want to see Luka versus USA? I don't want to see the Palavu Francais. I don't want to see that. They can miss me with that cro- croquette mature, man. I want to see Luca, man. I want to see five people against Luca. Luca be putting up buckets, man. Luca, man, if Luca ever put down the McDonald's and decided to get in shape, I think he can quietly, you know, in, in short order, be a top three player in the NBA. Um, 
just Luca just more exciting to watch. He has the flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. I love the off 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 balance shots. I love the creativity. You know, I don't and I don't think, you know, Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, they got nothing for him. And it's like watching I, to be able to have to watch some of the best players in the in the world have to double one star would be amazing. I think humbling, but they know if they have to do it, they're going to have to double them because can't one person on, on, on USA stop Luka. Team USA is looking for its fourth straight gold in basketball in the Olympics. Are we at the point now where if they don't win gold, it's a huge disappointment? And there's a column right now on Yahoo Sports saying it's time to blow the whole thing up. Like, no more veteran NBA players. Let's go with college guys. Let's go with actual amateurs. No, boo. Boo. Well, why? Tell me why. Boo, because listen, we want to see the we want to see the best of the best play. I don't want to see the Christian Lakeners of the world play. I want to see I want to see a because the world ain't gonna put what are the world gonna do? They gonna put a college team together in the world? No, they're not. Right, they're, so you're gonna be taking on their best players. Right, so so their best players may include Luca. You think you're gonna get the rest of the world to cooperate, and then they're gonna be acting like they beating us, and the world is caught up because they beating our young babies? Nah, hell no. Like they gonna play their pros, we gonna play our pros. Well, anytime this team loses the way it's currently constructed, people lose their minds. People say, like, what a debacle. Like, how does Kevin Durant and company lose in some of these games leading up to the medal round? Because like, we created the we created the game. We had the head start. So, like, yeah, the rest of the world is catching up, but we should be able now to start increasing our lead, right? Because now, the, the, you know, basketball is a global sport, right? Football isn't, right? Baseball isn't, right? Basketball is a sport that's played in every single continent, and I think the world is catching up. But they ain't got here yet. They got about another 100 years before it can, be a, fair years. Fight, before <laughs> it can be a fair fight. Um, in case you missed it, the United States men's basketball team did rally from a double-digit deficit to beat Australia, uh, and now, like I said, taking on the winner of Slovenia or France in the gold medal match, which will be on Friday. Summer Games News and Notes is brought to you by California Almonds, representing your country or representing your trivia team. Almonds are a natural fuel for the best you. California Almonds, own your everyday every day. All right, since we're talking about USA basketball, it makes sense to go to the guy who knows this team better than anyone. That, of course, is our ESPN NBA insider, Brian Windhorse, who is joining us now on the Goodyear Hotline from Tokyo. Watch Brian, the out. thank you so much. Well, let me teach you how the globe works, Mark. <laughs> let me teach you how the time zones work. Uh, great to have you, Brian. So, yes, of course, uh, USA wins. And we were just talking about this column that Yahoo put out saying it's time to blow this whole thing up. Get college kids in there. Get amateurs in there that people will wrap their arms around it a little more because right now the expectation is if Team USA doesn't win gold, it's a disappointment. What are your initial thoughts on hearing that? No way. The level of Olympic basketball is spectacular. Right now, you've got Slovenia and France. They're playing right now. It's the first quarter. Luka is playing spectacular. He had 10 points and five assists in the first quarter. They're beating the French. Just because the Americans are doing well, it doesn't mean it's not good basketball. The Australians played really well today for a while. Kevin Durant was just better. And, um, you know, if you don't want to see a guy like Kevin Durant play uh, in the Olympics, I don't know what to say to you. You, you, want the, you want the highest level of basketball. You want the countries um, you know, re, you know, sending their best, representing their best. You don't want to go backwards. I think it would be a terrible mistake. And quite frankly, college players are playing one year in college. So what's a college player? A college player yeah. is what? You happen to get him in that one year? So what? If, you, if, you, if you're not uh, 19 years old in an Olympic year, you can't play in the Olympics? Quite frankly, it's a ridiculous premise. We've already talked about it too much. 
Uh, that's what I'm talking about. You, I couldn't have said it better myself, Wendy. But who would you rather see in the in the in the gold medal games? Would you rather see the rematch, or would you rather see <sighs> Luca versus this USA team? Man, listen, guys, if you wa- watching the Slovenians play, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy because everybody's double teaming Luca, right? He scored 48 points in his first Olympic game a couple of weeks ago. So everybody's like, look, I'm not letting this dude put up 50 on us. Uh, we're going to shut him down. Well, every time you throw a double team, he's got a countermeasure. If you come from the right, he knows where to go to the left. If you come from behind him, he knows to go right. You know, he, 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 he knows where to throw a bounce pass. He knows where to throw a lob. He knows who's open at the three-point line. He knows who's open um, at the mid-range. I mean, he is like a surgeon out there. And the French, who are a really good team, are having difficulty handling it. He's eating them alive right now. Now, it's only the first quarter. He's eating them alive. And... I'm just going to say this. Luca is 17-0 and playing for Slovenia. And, okay, this is their first Olympics, but a couple years ago when he was, like, 17, they won the Euro Championships, which is the hardest tournament outside the Olympics really to win. It's an absolute meat grinder. I would even say it's harder to win than the World Championships because there's no easy game. So um, playing 17-0 Luca, which is 18-0, I guess he would be if they win, I mean, that's, that would be incredible. Brian Windhorst joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. He, of course, is our ESPN NBA insider. If you're wondering what that game looks like right now, Slovenia and France are currently tied in the other semifinal. Uh, The winner of that game will take on the USA squad in the gold medal match. All right, let's go back stateside, Brian, because obviously a flurry of free agency moves over the last few days. And we're really interested in the the battle in the East. The Heat have bolstered their roster in, in a very short time. Where do you think they rank now amongst the teams in the East? Yeah, I mean, I think they're obviously right there. I mean, it's hard to look at Milwaukee and Brooklyn and say that the Heat are neck and neck with them. Uh, They've made some really good moves, and they're going to be rugged defensively. I mean, we're in an era right now on offense where it's just total gas. I mean, if you look at what the Bulls are doing, the Bulls have assembled a team that is basically all offense. I mean, Lonzo Ball defends a little bit, but that is a straight offensive team. And then you look at the Heat, and you look at P.J. Tucker and Jimmy Butler – and Kyle Lowry, these are guys who are going to knock you around and bruise you on defense. So they're going a different direction. But I will say that I think a key for the Heat is Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero had a spectacular rookie season, was awesome for them in the bubble. They made the finals. Last year he had a sophomore slump. And so they need that differentiating uh, talent in Hero. I mean, it's obviously not all going to be on him, but if he can elevate his game and become the – you know, the borderline all-star that he showed as a rookie, that would be a huge difference maker for them. Now, you know, yesterday LeBron was in his feelings again. He was talking about all the dollars and talking about keeping that same <laughs> energy. But then he took it down. You know, what do you think are, are any of the concerns about the age of the roster? Are they warranted or are they just hot, hot, hot gas? You know, I'm not worried about the age of the roster. I mean, you know, some of these guys actually fit pretty well. And by the way, they signed three guys in their 20s. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I know they're old, but they do have some young guys. I'm concerned about their defense because the thing about it is, as much as we talk about Anthony Davis and LeBron, and obviously those guys are the drivers, but the Lakers have been a great defensive team. They were a great defensive team when they won the title. They were a great defensive team last year when they were a high seed before uh, LeBron and AD got hurt. And they've basically flushed that roster. And, and most of the guys they've brought in are not known for their defense. Certainly Russell Westbrook is not. Certainly Carmelo Anthony is not. And so this is really going to be on, you know, 
AD and LeBron to defend their positions well because they're going to have to play bigger with the way this team is designed, and it's on Frank Vogel. It's a lot of pressure to see if his defensive system can hold up with less talented defensive players. Brian Windhorst joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, let's talk about the Knicks for a moment because obviously a big move with Kemba Walker going to New York. And here we are again talking about how things shake out in the East. You mentioned the Nets. You mentioned Milwaukee. We just talked about the Heat. It doesn't feel to me like a significant enough move to move the Heat into the top four, top five in the East. It still feels like they're down there on the outside looking in. What am I missing here, Brian? Well, you know, I think the Knicks last year probably overachieved a little bit. And I do think that they realize that they don't have a championship roster. But Tom Thibodeau really. Oh, I think we lost Brian Windhorse for a moment. But nice to be joined <laughs> by Lewis Riddick, who we're going to get to in just yeah, a moment. Suit, you know, it's funny. I really wanted to hear what he was saying about the Knicks because that yeah. was my reaction yesterday. And I don't want to sit there and like and like make Knicks fans get all up in their feelings a la LeBron like yesterday. Max Kellerman calling Kemba Walker a mini Kyrie Irving. That is high praise. Well, it's listen, when healthy, that's praise that are, is warranted a little bit. You talk about a guy that, you know, in his worst year, injury riddle season where he only played, I believe, like 43 games, he still would average 19 points, and he gives the Knicks balance. He gives them a point guard. He takes the ball out of Julius Randle's hands so much, where, which was something that hurt them in the playoffs. And just think about the length and size that they have. You know, this is a team, now how it's constructed, that reminds me of my Detroit Pistons that won the championship, that beat the Gary Payton, Carl Malone, for, for, you know, um, you know, Lakers, because they, they have guys that aren't great or superstars. They have a great guys that can just kind of play together as a team. When you think about now, you know, Derrick Rose is going to be on the bench and he's going to come out with quickly. Also, it, does that mean that New Orleans Noel is coming off the bench in that, in that package, Obi Toppin, who we expect so much more from um, than what we got last year. But then their starting five is, 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 is fine. Evan Fourier, Julius Randle, most improved player in the league. You add that to Kimball Walker. R.J. Baird is averaging 20 points. Can he take the next step? You know, he's the third overall pick. I mean, it's a lot to be optimistic about. And, you know, I think the Knicks are doing it both ways. They're making smart moves, but they're still about player development. And still maybe a couple years away from really contending for a top spot in the East. We're going to talk more about Kemba Walker as the morning goes on. You heard from Brian Windhorse. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, and motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles. You can find more information at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Okay, you got a little tease there. Yeah, you saw Lewis Riddick. He's coming up next as the NFL preseason kicks off tonight. But that is after SportsCenter. And we were talking about it with Brian Windhorst, Kevin Durant, and Drew Holiday. Rally Team USA past Australia 97-78 to advance to the Olympic men's basketball gold medal game. They'll play the winner of Slovenia and France. That game going on as we speak. USA looking for its fourth straight gold in basketball. Also, the U.S. women's national team, Megan Rapino and Carly Lloyd, each scored twice to lead that squad to bronze at Tokyo 2020. They got a 4-3 win versus Australia. And Carly Lloyd, my goodness, what hasn't she done? She becomes the U.S. women's national team's top scorer in Olympics history. Her goals match her jersey, 10. She has 10 goals. She wears number 10. Plus, a big night in the NFL as the preseason officially gets underway tonight. Cowboys versus Steelers in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. That is at 8 o'clock Eastern.
Sports Earners brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We gave you a little teaser as our guy Lewis Riddick popped into the shot just a few minutes ago. He is our ESPN Monday Night Football Analyst, and he is now ready to go. Good morning, Lou. Great to have you on. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jen Latta, Bart Scott holding it down. Um, I think we should start with the Hall of Fame game tonight. Obviously, we don't expect to see the starting quarterbacks under center. Um, but what direction do you think that the Steelers should go if, in fact, Ben Roethlisberger is done this year? If this is the last year in, you know, with the Steel City, is Mason Rudolph the guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, Jen, he's not. I mean, look, they already know that. We all know that. We all watch TV and see this. And look, and that's not trying to be disrespectful to Mason, but he's had his opportunities, and I think right now they know what they've got there. The wild card for Pittsburgh is this, is really Dwayne Haskins, and it's whether or not they are able to go ahead and make sure that they get him to reach the requisite level of maturity off the field, making good decisions, and then when he's on the field, making good decisions, and kind of like just unleashing all that natural athletic ability he has. Because look, they, they took a flyer on him where it's like no risk to them at all. Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin together nailed this thing. No risk to, to the Steelers. And really it's all the upside in the world for the Steelers and for, and for Dwayne as well. So he, when he comes into the game, finishes out the first half as he's expected to, probably plays into the fourth quarter you know, as he's expected to, that's what, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I think the Steelers are really looking at offensively to see whether or not they have absolutely hit a home run out of the park for minimal investment. One year, $850,000. That's what they paid Dwayne Haskins. That's what they're paying Dwayne Haskins with no strings attached. That's the biggest story of the night for me for this team is to see how this young man plays. Yeah, he's already had a bit of controversy this offseason as well as, you know, as he tries to get his life back together. But for me, what else is, um, are, mm-hmm. you, are you in, interested in, in, in finding out? Are you, is it more about the Dallas defense? Like, what's some of the secondary stories that you're looking forward yeah. to? Yeah, I think Dallas's defense, Bart, for sure. And you know I'm always going to want to talk about defense, although mm-hmm. we always talk about quarterbacks. But you know I'm going to want to talk about that. And look, and I think – For them, it's about the young man in the middle of the defense. It's about Micah Parsons and just how much of an impact he will have on this team. Now, we know that this is the Hall of Fame game, and this is their first, you know, their first 11-on-11 live scrimmaging against another opponent. But still, I would expect this guy to come out here and really show that youth, that speed, the explosiveness, just the overall playmaking ability, although we both know that the – you know, from a game planning standpoint, they maybe run four or five defenses tonight, if that. But, you know, that's probably a good thing, too, because you just get to see their natural athletic ability and their natural playmaking ability. He is the key, I believe, to this entire team because he is going to be the guy who's going to be the focal point in the middle as the mic backer, as the tone setter on this defense, the same way some of the great linebackers that have played in this scheme before him have set the tone. Just think of how Bobby Wagner has been for Seattle all those years in the same, exact same scheme that Dan, Dan Quinn is putting in down in Dallas. He's the guy. He has to be someone who shows up tonight. You know, it's crazy, Reddick, when you, when you say that, right? I, I remember what Jalen Smith was just a couple of years ago before they paid him. You know, I know what Vanderish is when he's healthy. You know, if you think mm-hmm. about the talent they have mm-hmm. at that level, you know, they have three guys that are capable of being all pro or pro bowlers, arguably probably the best group of yeah. linebackers talent-wise in the NFL. 
But how quickly do they hand that baton over to Michael Parsons and say that, hey, you're the you're our guy? Because if I'm if I'm Jalen Smith or I'm Vanderbilt, I'm like, yo, this dude ain't better than me. Like this ain't this ain't the defense that you <laughs> build around him. You build it around me. I'm the I'm the top dog here. So are you excited to see that matchup? Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I think when they drafted him 12th overall, they already handed the baton to him. Now it's just a matter of whether or not he's going to take off and run with it or if he's going to drop it. I think it's just, you know, as much as you like Jalen Smith and as much as, you know, I like Leighton Vanderess when he came out of Boise, look, these guys really athletically and from an upside standpoint, they're, not, they're really not in Micah Parsons' category. This, this young man is special. He just is. From height, weight, speed, explosive playmaking ability, blitz ability, Rundown stop ability. The question for me, though, I'll tell you what. This this is the one question I have with him, Bart. Is just what exactly are they going to do with him on third down? Yeah. Is he going to be someone who's going forward? Meaning, are they going to be rushing him, or is he going to be dropping back, covering tight ends' backs? How do they usually deploy him? Because at Penn State, he was really a downhill guy. He was the kind of guy who was just coming yeah. to just wreck everything. How do they use him? But yeah, I think it's. I think this is his room now. It's his room. It's his defense. He's the key. Just just pay attention to me a little bit, right? Because I thought that Xavier Collins was the better linebacker. When I broke him down, I saw a lot mm. of a, I saw a lot of mm. Olan over there. And you know, like I know, at some point you gotta <laughs> stand on the train tracks when the train is coming through. And I wanna see that collision. Yeah. I wanna see that power that standard power yeah. play by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I wanna see Najee Harris and I wanna see Parsons on the train tracks. And I wanna see who's yeah. gonna win that game of chicken. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Look, I, I think he's one of those one of those guys who probably in college could get away with doing a little bit of that as far as, you know, maybe not necessarily taking things on flush at the point of attack like you're talking about and playing downhill like you're talking about. I think you'll see that. I, I don't think there's any, there, there's any fear in, in this man's game. And, and quite honestly, when you're talking about Xavier Collins down there at Arizona, for a guy who was 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 270-plus, 260 – Quite honestly, Bart, I, I didn't see the thump in him either. And, you know, you, you played with them kind of guys, and you were that kind of guy. And I, I, don't, I don't know if we see that many linebackers who, quite on, who play that way coming out of school anyway because the game's become so lateral, right? Yeah. And not too many teams are really testing you as far as the downhill run game. Oh, he's going to get that test tonight. He's going to get that test because that's what Pittsburgh wants to be. Pittsburgh wants to get away from playing that horizontal game and play a little bit more of that vertical game and counter power downhill between the A and B, or rather in the A and B gaps, because I'll tell you this, Mr. Rooney said that's what he wants the Steelers to be. He said he doesn't want this team to be the finesse team anymore. He wants it to be physical and downhill. So for all of Dallas's second and third team defenders on the first and second level and the strong safeties when you're coming down into the box, oh, they're going to test you tonight. You're going to find out just how much you really want to strap up you know, your helmet and go ahead and put your pads on somebody. And that's, for us, we wouldn't want it any other way. He is Lewis Riddick, ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Did we fill up your cup there, Lou? Did you get enough defensive talk? You got. I just want to make sure <laughs> you, you, know, you I, and Bart I over there it. just you waxing know, poetic. You know, you know, hey, you know, hey, hey, we see it just like this. We yeah. see. I, I know. I'm just, you know, I just talk about the quarterbacks because that's what everybody else wants to talk about. <laughs> I'll talk about defense all day. <laughs> I'm going to shock the world here and ask you about Dak Prescott because, of course, we don't expect him to be under. He did not travel to Canton for the game. Um, and, and I know that there's plenty of time for him to bounce back from this, but I know he wanted to see some live action this preseason just to see how that ankle was, you know, going against guys. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any reason why this is a setback for the Dallas Cowboys, or do you expect him to be right out there week one? Well, 
I'm not going to panic and I'm not going to be concerned because Dallas's management and their coaching staff and their training staff doesn't seem to be concerned. They're just backing this down, or rather pulling back the timeline, extending the timeline, because they have that time as far as making sure that his shoulder is, is good to go. But I'll tell you what, you get to the regular season and there's any kind of apprehension on Dak's part as far as him being able to pull the trigger and fire this ball at all three levels of the defense – yeah, you start getting worried because this thing of the people that they got behind them, okay? Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush. For a football team that has irrational ex- expectations attached to them every preseason <laughs> anyway, look, that is not that is not who they want out there. That is not – that will throw everything sideways. So I'm not panicked because they don't seem to be panicked, but this is not the ideal way to start out. You know, you're young – well, your young franchise quarterback who right now they're pretty much putting everything on as far as meeting those irrational expectations. Because, look, without Dak in there, I think everyone would say, hey, those irrational expectations become just absolutely just a pipe dream. They, they really do. I don't think Dallas is going to win the East anyway. But without him, and without him 100%, I don't think they have a shot at it. So they need to go ahead and just get, get him the week one and hopefully cross their fingers and, make, and hope that he can make it through 17 games. All right, he is Lewis Riddick joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Casket char with that suit, too. Bro. Lou, it's good to chat with you. Uh, football uh. is here. Here we go. Every week right. we got some sort starting, of football. Bart. That's right. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Okay, an NFL head coach who starts his day in a way that we can all relate to and understand and appreciate. We will explain that right after Bart has this from O'Reilly. Syntec Full Synthetic Oil is back and better than ever. Syntec is a premium full synthetic oil option at an affordable price only at O'Reilly. The enhanced formulation of Syntec ensures complete protection against friction, heat, and wear, and provides defense against sludge and deposits. Syntec is formulated for use in today's engine, and it's available exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Shop at your local store, visit O'Reilly.com, and try Syntec Full Synthetic Motor Oil for yourself today. Hey, it's Greeny, and the moves in the NBA free agency period continue to come fast and furious. Has anyone made themselves a serious championship contender? I'll answer that question and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Turn my trembles up, Jen. I'm about to go spit. Hot fire. Let's do it. Hot rappers alive. Die line, die line, die line. 
No, I got nothing for you. I have no idea what that meant. Uh, yeah, nope. That's Dave Chappelle. Come on, Dylan. No, I'm sorry. Had no wow. idea. Had no idea. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. You can we gonna judge. We're going to get your street cred. You I'm, I'm going I'm to send, send you a Dave Chappelle, like, Something. all seasons. You Something. know what I'm saying? You're just going to send me a I'm going to get Dave Chappelle to sign it for you. Watch it on my flight back home. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you are watching Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, and probably listening, because you can listen in so many places. He's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta, holding it down. We've been asking for your calls all morning long. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What players are you most looking forward to watching in the preseason? Go mm. ahead and let us know. We've talked about Jordan Love a little bit. We've talked about Najee Harris a little bit. Who's yours? I'm sure... Najee Harris. Well, tonight for sure. You want to see Najee Harris? I want to see how he handles it. That's a good one. I want to see the offensive line, see if they figured some stuff out as well. Um, But we've got a lot of people weighing in on that, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we move on too far, look, I understand. You need your caffeine. You need your coffee in the morning. NFL head coaches are no different than you or Bart or anybody else who needs a little pick-me-up in order to get out the door every single a.m. So yesterday, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, was talking about his morning routine and how it starts with a cup of joe. Well, to normally what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go to you know, Starbucks and get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye in both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So, uh, you know, I'd get that one. I get that one. But I have a question for you. That's that's a lot of caffeine. Like, yeah. as somebody who doesn't drink caffeine or doesn't consume caffeine, that to me sounds like a heart attack waiting that's to a, happen. Am I wrong? I mean, he would probably say, in the words of um, Jim Brown in the um, any given Sunday, he don't get heart attacks. He give them. You know, that's just how he rocked. But listen, Dan Campbell's had an a interesting offseason. Like, he had one job. One job. And his only job was not to embarrass Detroit. And he embarrasses over and over. Not that this is too egregious, but, like, just. But the kneecaps. Yeah, the kneecaps yeah, yeah. Thing, like, just, the biting yeah, kneecaps. Yeah, just, just pipe it down just a t- little bit. Didn't he show up with, like, a space helmet or something? <laughs> you know, like, come on, son. Okay, but like, I got a question for you because this always goes back to the age-old question about authenticity. Don't we want guys to be authentic? Don't we want them to be who they are? And even if who they are makes you roll your eyes a little bit, at least they're being true to themselves, right? Because you always talk about how players can spot a phony a mile away. And players have no time for that. So better for him to be himself if this is who he is than try to be some piped-down version of himself. Man, I mean, every time I look at this guy, he just reminds me of Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds, man. <laughs> and it's like, man, this dude, no. can't be, this dude can't be a head coach in this league, man. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to work. I mean, they, they brought Chris Spillman back, who I love, right? Grew up, I, I grew up in the Barry Sanders era. Chris Spillman was the captain of that defense. Love him. It's just like he just went out there and got meatheads or something. You know what I mean? So we're going to see how this works out. Let's see if this team, because attitude reflects leadership, and this attitude is all jacked up on my and do. I hope that this team can be disciplined and they can play within the rules of the game and not be a team that has a lot of penalties because they're playing with emotion, not using their head and keeping calm. And I hope they ain't drinking that much damn coffee because that's, that poses for a lot of offside penalties. Well, right, because there's a huge emphasis on hydration right. in football now, right? There's <laughs> charts all over college football telling me what color your urine is, right? Yeah, and if man. it's a certain color, you're not a team player. Um, somebody on Twitter doing the math for us, he says that's the equivalent of drinking 10 Red Bulls every single 
single morning. I think yeah. that is something that people can relate to because, of course, you know that yeah. I have one Red Bull yeah, and I'm get, bouncing off the walls. Let's get our guy EKG, man. I'm, I'm worried about you, Dan. I start sounding like your guy Busta. I have one <laughs> Red Bull, right? Give us a call. What is your morning routine? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by Barbasol. Feeling great starts with a great shave, and great shaves start with Barbasol Shaving Cream. That's Barbasol Shaving Cream, an American classic for over 100 years. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. What is your morning routine? You know, this reminds me also of that order that went viral. What was it, like two months ago, three months ago at some point where there were like 16 different ingredients? It was a venti caramel crunch frap. Because we talked about it on our show in Milwaukee. Like at what point is this just rude and obnoxious? Yeah. 16 different ingredients, right? So somebody gets that. Even if you put it in as an online order, somebody's still got to make that thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you miss me. You, you lose me at this, what, the five pumps of what frap. Like, look, dude, you're just a jerk. Like at the end of the day, you need to make your own coffee. You need to go buy one of those little Starbucks steam machines and make your own stuff, man. <laughs> get, get the hell out of here, first of all. Or I'm going to charge you quadruple because you, you wasting my time has really set back five other people's order. So you need to pay five times the price. Ooh, that's a good thought. We could make them pay five times the price. Absolutely. We've got some live calls coming in. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've been asking you what players are you most looking forward to watching in the preseason. Let's get to Rick in Georgia. Rick, you're on with Jen Latta and Bart Scott here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. What's up, Rick? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Justin Fields um, this preseason. Yeah, uh, buddy. Really interested in how the, I'm really interested in how the Bears will use them in the preseason, uh, where they play on, on the base package from under center, or will they use them in the shotgun to really see his potential? Rick, you should know, right, because he's, you're from Georgia, so I'm assuming you're a Georgia fan, so you've seen a lot of Justin Fields, and you think that you know, maybe Smart did him wrong? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thanks for the call, Rick. Appreciate you. Again, get your calls in this morning, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What players are you most looking forward to watching in the preseason? Okay, we're continuing our conversation about the NFL. Tonight is the Hall of Fame game. You've got the Cowboys versus the Steelers. The first NFL preseason game tonight, but a couple of players already have a loss on their record. How? What does that mean? We'll explain that next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, of course, is on ESPN Radio and headed to ESPN News on TV. He's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta holding it down for the guys. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, they are out. We are in. We'll be back after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.